Hey guys, it's Brooke Taylor. Welcome to Inside Renovation. Hey, if there's ever something you'd like us to touch on during the podcast, you can always shoot us a message, questions at renovation.church, and we'd be happy to try and work these in for you. Today's episode, we are going to be touching on grief. I know that this can be kind of a heavy topic for a lot of people. Maybe you're going through it or you will go through it at some point. Our hope today is that you find some encouragement, lots of hope in this episode, and we can't wait to chat with you. All right, Pastor Cody, we are talking today about grief. Yep. So the definition of grief basically says deep sorrow. It's yeah. kind of like the beginning point of that. And I know we were just talking before, before we get really, you know, into the grief. That's right. Yeah. Companies that we miss that were really in deep sorrow that we miss. Uh, Discovery Zone. Discovery Zone. Yes. If you don't know about DZ, I bet you could Google it and look at old pics. There needs to be somebody that brings Discovery Zone back. Discovery Zone, if you're listening and you've never heard of it, it basically is like an indoor playground. They're, yeah. They had it made Chuck E. Cheese parties. look bad. No yeah. offense to your dad. <laughs> My dad liked the Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> growing up for, for context. That's right. But yeah, no, Discovery Zone was like where everybody had their parties. Oh, there was like so great. zip lines yeah. inside. Yeah. These trampoline parks just didn't, it don't compare. Can you imagine if you combined them though? DZ with a trampoline park? Yes. Like if you had half, half that and half DZ... Yep. Bro, somebody should open one. All right. So what you're saying is one day Kidsman is going to have hey, that will be fire. a trampoline park discovery zone vibe. We should. Yeah. I think we should. We need to find, if you want to invest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But for real, we're going to talk about grief in uh, this episode. And I know this is a heavy topic, but I feel like there's so many people that are dealing with right. some sort of grief in their life right now, whether it's losing someone, yep. losing a job or, yep. you know, just something in their life that's really hard. Um, so talking about grief and your faith, how has that played a role in maybe some of your your life where yeah. you've been dealing with grief, but your faith kind of carried you through that? Yeah, I mean, wow, what a question. Um, I don't want to paint this picture like I've just been through the worst of the worst. So I know there's people going through a lot, a lot of things that are way worse than what I've been through. And so in no way is this comparative um, it's definitely changed for me, though, throughout the years, because, I mean, the first experiences I had with grief really pushed me away from God, not towards him. And it's interesting. It's always interesting to me how one event happening to the same person can have such a different reaction. Yeah. Right. Like when I think about losing my grandmother, um, who I loved so dearly, is my mom's mom and how my mom dealt with that grief and how her sister dealt with that grief and how I as a grandchild dealt with that grief. Just so, so different. Same exact event with the same person, but the relationships were different. The dynamics were different. Uh, when I lost my brother, how I dealt with that and how my siblings dealt with that, how my parents, everybody, it was all different. And so that's the hardest thing about grief is in a world where we want to know answers and formulas to how to deal with something, there really isn't one right with yeah. with grief and so you can't just do this and it'll be okay yeah because so much of grief is is out of your control and so i remember that was a really tough moment and and it doesn't still define my life or anything not to say i don't still have moments where i, I get sad or I, I remember moments with my brother but i think i've just really chosen over the years to focus on a lot of those good memories and not the two and a half years he battled cancer um, but man, when that happened, it, it did, it, it made me angry at God. I mean, we had some prominent pastors come in and pray and lay hands on them. And I mean, I remember this one woman coming in, her name was Miss Sarah and, uh, 
she had a gift of healing. Now, I know some people get freaked out about that, but she did. In fact, when we were in the hospital, she prayed for my dad. My dad was having these tremendous back. You know what? My back, I need to talk to her again. Dude, my back, back my back ain't hurting today. <laughs> um, but my dad had back issues. And what it was, was there was one of his legs was a little bit longer than the other. And the doctor said that, you know, yeah. some people will say things like that. And this woman like prayed over my dad's legs and one of his legs grew. Wow. Now I know that's, um, I know you're like, oh, whatever. Okay. He don't have back problems no more. Yeah. And he went back to the doctor and like, yeah, that's, you're good. And so you see things like that, that are very like, who cares? You know, like take some ibuprofen dog, you'll be okay. Yeah. To then my brother who is 12, 13, who's dying of brain cancer. And you're like, yo, what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like, come on now. Like, that's just, and some people get healed. Some people don't. Yeah. And so it's just this, like, we can't fully grasp our mind around why God allows um, or permits things like that to happen. And so when we don't understand things, we react in two different ways. Right. And so now I think I'm in a place in life where when I experience something that's difficult, uh, and, and I have, uh, I've had to, I've had to bury and do the funeral of some close friends, some family members, losing battles to addiction, you know, heroin overdoses, and and so I grieve a little differently now for a couple different reasons, right? Like, for me, one of the things that comforts me in some way, and not to be cliche, is when I do know if they had a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Right. It's when I know and I don't know if they do that makes it a little bit harder. Right. And then there's been times where I know they have it, and that's real hard. Talking about do a funeral for people who want you to comfort them and tell them that their person yeah. is in a better place. When the truth is, it's like, yeah, yo, but they claim to not. You know, like I, right. I can't say that. So I can't, I, it was so difficult on so it makes it a real challenge, you know, about how to how to handle grief and why God allows what he allows. And so now I understand that, man, we live in a fallen and broken world. Yeah. And thank God we're not robots. But because we don't live in this robotic, perfect, you know, Eden, um, pain, suffering, sin, it's all a result of the fall. And you see it, right? And so... It's, it's hard to wrap your mind around and it's coming to the point now where like, okay, but I know God is, God is good. I know God's heart breaks when people's heart break. Yeah. And so I think one of the questions I had, and maybe, maybe you're, you're watching or listening today and you have like, when you're going through something, you wonder like, yo, where's God and all of that? Yeah. And what I would tell you is he's close because scripture tells me he's close, that he's close to the brokenhearted. He binds up the wounds of the hurting. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. And so I think that there really is this peace that you can have in the midst of grief. And it's not going to fix the problem. And it may not change the problem. But when I start having conversation with God, it, it doesn't change the problem, but it does change my perspective. And it so, does change me. Yeah. And so um, I, I've allowed... Uh, the truths of scripture and in my relationship with God and knowing who he is take precedent over maybe how I feel in the moment. If yeah. That makes sense. Totally. So I always feel like I talk to my girlfriends and stuff about like how I just don't yeah. know how people do life without Jesus. And then even things like dealing with grief. I just, yeah. it's, it's such a different ball game. Somebody who maybe doesn't 
believe in God, that's dealing with grief, how do you as a Christian be there for them yeah. in a way that's, you know, not weird to them? Yeah. Well, I'll, let me speak to them specifically. Like, if you don't know Jesus, that's okay. Uh, I want you to, but yeah. man, when you, if you're dealing with grief and you're like, man, I'm not a Christian, I just need to know what to do or how to do this. I can't give you a formula, but what I will tell you is that it's okay to, to grieve and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be angry and it's okay to hurt. And I, I think sometimes suppressing those emotions because people don't want you to deal with them or, oh, we don't, we don't talk about stuff like that at work or whatever. Like it can be so so toxic and hurtful to people. And so I would say, man, it's okay if you're hurting. It's okay if you feel, and I would even tell you, it's okay if you're mad at God about it. I think yeah. God can handle your your grief and I could think he can handle uh, what you got to say to him about it, you know? Yeah. And so I think processing that is important. What's maybe even more important than that is doing it with someone. Yeah. Maybe that's not just grieving with you, but that loves you enough to just sit there and not be the person that's always giving you the right answer or like, Oh, everything happens for a reason. Like, oh my gosh, if another person says that. <laughs> just be there. someone grieving. Yeah. Just learn how to sit, shut your mouth, and be there. Yeah. And be a, a shoulder to cry on. Be somebody they know they can call. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, you just got to be at their every beck and call, right? Mm -hmm. There's boundaries. But to be that person, like, you need somebody. Yeah. Everybody needs somebody. We need each other. And uh, to have somebody in your world that you trust, that you can be honest with about how you're feeling, man, is so important. And we'll go such a long way. Okay. I mean, it will. And I think the other thing is like, you'll drive yourself crazy if you're not careful trying to figure out why. Yeah. And what tends to come from it, at least that I've experienced in that, is you look for someone to blame, mm -hmm. whether that be God, yourself, another person. And there might be some room for that in some way. And maybe somebody is at fault. I just think it's dangerous, you know, uh, and sometimes there's just not a rhyme or reason. And we just, we don't know what to do with that. We got to have a reason for everything. We don't. It's just like, ah. Yeah. And so we turn to things that aren't healthy to us. So we blame, we run to stuff, we try to medicate, we try to. And so what I would tell you, man, is that, um, that none of that stuff is going to fix the issue. It's just going to mask it. Um, and it's going to, it might make you feel better for the moment whether it be another person, whether it be what you're drinking or smoking or whatever it is, yeah. you might feel great for a moment, but it's, you're doing more detriment as you do it, right? And so that's what I would say. And I think as a as speaking to some Christians right now that I don't think we know how to grieve well. No. I don't think we know how to grieve with people well, really. Yeah. Like I just don't. It's I just, think, I feel like an uncomfortable. Yeah. You don't know what to say. You know, and, and there's, so there's part of that. Like I have compassion for you for it. I, I don't know either. I'm a pastor. I get people telling me things all the time and what I've learned to make the the most difference in their life a lot of time is just being someone they can just say it to and it stop with me yeah and they can go I, I know someone knows how I'm doing I'm praying for them I'm listening and if they invite me to go man is there something I'm not seeing here then I may give a different perspective right. so I would just encourage you man don't be going in and telling people what they should be thinking because you're not in their shoes, no. you know, and that's where I think you do far more damage is like, so oh, you can't feel that way. You should feel this way or just it's going to be OK, yeah. you know, and it's just like, hey, they don't need that right now. Please don't quote some Bible verse at them to use in some manipulative way. Right. If they're like, hey, what is like, what does God say about this? Then give them truth of scripture. Right. But like, don't take passages out of context. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Totally. And it's just like. Man, that ain't what I need to hear, you know, like, yeah. God will give you no more than you can handle. Like, first off, that ain't what it says. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. 
It's not even what it says. Like so much of life is more than I can handle. We're talking about grief. That's more than we can handle. Right. God will give you more than you can handle. It's not what that verse means, by the way. He's talking about there won't be more a temptation that you have to choose sin for. Right. Like a temptation will overcome you. There's always a way out. But no, will God give you or allow things to happen that are bigger than you? Come on now. Yeah. Yes. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, life is that. Literally. You know? Do you have kids? Like, oh, so <laughs> right. like exactly. what are we talking about? Yeah. 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 I think, too, something that I love to use as kind of a tool when it comes to that is just interceding for them in prayer. Yep. Because it's you don't necessarily have to say something to them. Like yeah. you said, you can be that person yep. that they come to and yep. they talk to about yep. it. And then you pick up when they're gone, you know, and intercede in prayer is so important to have that that community around you that's going to do that for you. Because it's like sometimes when you're dealing with grief, yep. I don't want to pray. Yeah. Like you said, you set your mouth for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And prayer moves the heart of God, too. Facts. I've seen yeah. it happen time and time again. Yeah. Somebody didn't have the faith to pray, but somebody prayed for him. Yeah. And God gave them what they needed. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Now, going back to kind of biblical scripture. Yeah. When it comes to things like this, like grief, I know a lot yep. of people will ask, like, well, is there a specific Bible verse that I can yep. go towards or, sure. you know, find some hope in? Are there some specific Bible verses that you like mm. to go to? You know, I wish I could quote off about 10 right now. I probably can't. I know there's some. Uh, that maybe we could drop in like some comments in the notes or something. But I will tell you, one of the stories that I love to reference is in John chapter 11. And I think it's such a picture of grief that I've, I've preached about, but that have been so healing to me, um, especially losing a brother. Right. And so a lot of times grief comes from disappointment, unmet expectations, all of that kind of stuff. And so in John chapter 11, um, there is a woman named Maria, Mary, Maria, <laughs> Mary, Martha, and then they had a, a brother named Lazarus. Jesus was super tight with, right? And so Jesus is just like a couple towns away. Lazarus gets sick. Uh, Mary and Martha send for Jesus to come and heal because they knew Jesus had healing power, right? It's like, right. hey, come heal Lazarus. But they were so tight that when they sent that that runner to send the letter, um, they didn't have, you know, text messaging back then. So uh, <laughs> they had to send a letter and... Uh, when they did, or by word of mouth, um, they didn't even write Lazarus's name or reference his name. It just said, hey, the one you love is sick. Like, that's how tight they were. So yeah. this is not just like some random person in the community that needs help. This is somebody that Jesus would have known, the one I love is sick. Oh, that's Lazarus. Yeah. But Jesus didn't come, and he didn't heal him. So what happens? Lazarus dies. Not just sick, he ends up dying because Jesus didn't come and heal and do the thing that we know he can do, he's proved he can do, and that they believe he can do, and they had faith that he could do. Yeah. Jesus doesn't show up. Then they bury him. He's in the tomb. He's stinking, Scripture says, four days in the tomb. Jesus comes, and he's like, okay, they're crying. They're weeping. They're mad. If you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. One, that resonates with me because I lost a brother. Right. And I think I said that very thing when I was a freshman in high school. God, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Yeah. And I think when you deal with grief, it's like a lot of, a lot of, that's where it goes. It's like, God, why didn't you step in, you know? And so Jesus in that moment, he sees, and he knows what he's about to do. But in that moment, because he has so much love for not only Lazarus, but Mary and Martha, and because they're grieving, you see Jesus weep and he grieves with them. 
And so what I would tell you in that, when you look at that story, no matter what you're going through, if you're grieving, man, you got a God that grieves with you. And you have a God that weeps with you. Even if he didn't do what you thought he could do. Um, and in that story, what did he do? He actually exceeded their expectations. Now, that doesn't mean that's just like always going to happen. He's always going to exceed your expectations. Yeah. Like, that's, that's crap, right? He can, but in that situation, he didn't meet their expectation because he was going to exceed their expectation. They thought Lazarus needed a healing, but what Jesus really wanted to do was raise him from the dead. Yeah. Because there was something about Jesus that they needed to understand that he wasn't just a healer. He was the God of resurrection. And in that moment, that's when kind of the light bulb kind of goes off for them. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Right. And so I think that when you're grieving, one, you need to understand you have a God who will stop knowing that he can raise someone from the dead and that he's going to, but care enough to still weep with you. Yeah. It blows my mind. Literally. And so I think that's just such a, a picture of, you know, and you and you see that with people hurting all throughout scripture, how how God comforts those who are hurting. And so you go read what I would tell you is go go read the Psalms, right? Go read scripture where you see, you know, David and the sons of Korah and, and, and Asaph and all these people writing these beautiful poems about grief and the truth of what they experienced in those darkest moments, how God showed up, right? There, there's a story where God says he's not in the, he wasn't in the wind, he wasn't in the fire, he was in, he, he was in, he whispered, you know, and, and it's like, why did he whisper? Because he was close. And a lot of times we look for God and all of this stuff, and a lot of times we miss him because he's right beside us. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's what I would, I would encourage you with. I feel like there's a lot of people that might be watching this or maybe someone is watching this or listening to this yeah. thinking, you know, they're dealing with grief or have dealt with grief and maybe they don't have that person yeah. to go to yeah. like you we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I feel like the church is such a great start or place to start yeah. when it comes to like looking for someone to talk right. to. What kind of advice would you give to someone who's maybe experiencing or might experience grief? Yeah. Like, I just don't have that person to go yeah. to. I think you just said part of the answer right yeah. there. You know, like it's like, hey, I think finding a good uh, Bible preaching church full of people who are messed up like you yeah. that will welcome you and love you where you are and not have any expectation yeah. on you. Right. And then just know how to be there for you. And I think finding a church that has healthy community outside of Sunday, super important. I would also say take church out of it. I would, I would also say like, and go to counseling. Yeah. Like we budget and spend money on all kinds of stuff. One of the best investments you can make into your life is yourself. 100%. Right. Like yep. into your mental health, into what you're going through. No shame in going to a counselor and having somebody outside perspective that can listen and can also give you some tangible steps. And so, and I've met with a lot of people. And if you don't have a pastor, I would say, man, you, you need a pastor in your life, not because we're some people to be worshiped on a pedestal, um, but because, man, part of what God has gifted and anointed us to do and me to do is to, is to shepherd, right? That when people are hurting, how do I draw them back into the family and let them know they're cared for and protected, right? And so I think you need the covering of a, of a pastor. And I, I think that there needs to be some wise counsel in your life that can just and give you perspective because man I know when I've grieved I believe I start believing lies about all kinds of stuff yeah and you you need to find somewhere that's going to speak truth into your life that doesn't mean just what you want to hear totally you know what I mean 
Like it's one thing to grieve. It, it's another thing to be destructive to other people. Right. Yeah. And so like, there's a line there, but sometimes we don't even know when we cross it Yeah. and we don't even know, we don't know what, how I'm, how people are perceiving me. And so does it give me the right to just treat people like crap? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I got to figure out how to deal with this in a healthy way where I'm still honoring and loving to people, but I'm not suppressing and compartmentalizing my pain, totally. you know? And so, um, yeah, I think that that's a, that's a huge part, man. I think that, and, and I, I love being a pastor. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Because I think, Heavy. yeah, well, some of the grief people have is from church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And from pastors. Yeah. And that's always hard when, you know, I've had that. Close friends of mine have, have dealt a lot with church hurt. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And when you have someone of authority that you trusted that breaks that or doesn't show up the way you want them to, it can do some real damage and take a lot of time to, to build that back up. So that's why I say, like, man, there may be a season where you, this is going to sound contradictory, but there may be a season where maybe what church needs to look like for you may be different than what it once did, and that's okay. Yeah. And so I, I think that we just got to be careful that, like, we talk about church, we are talking about the corporate gathering of believers, but then we're also, we're talking about you and I are, we are the church. So you can still find community and do life with people and then also have a place where you go and corporately worship. I think you need that too. So I'm not saying stop attending a place to corporately worship Jesus and be under a preacher or or, or a teacher of the Bible that where you're being fed spiritually. I think you need that in every season. Yeah. But I think sometimes the push to like join a small group and serve and all that, like, there's seasons where that's really good for you, but yeah. it could also be really bad for you. Yeah. And so you need to be able to have people in your life that can speak into that. So. And I love that you brought that up because grief isn't just, I feel like, dealing with losing someone yeah. like physically. Right. It can be yep. dealing with, like you said, church hurt. Yep. Because, I mean, you know my story when I first started coming to <laughs> Renovation Church. Yeah. I mean, I could go on a whole podcast talking about my yep. church hurt and yep. how much I used to serve and how... There was a season in my life where I just needed to go to church. Like I couldn't serve because my heart was not in that spot. And I was dealing with the grief of. And that's okay. Yeah. Losing that part of my life. But it's just like you said, surrounding yourself with people going to and making sure that you're still taking those steps to stay close to Jesus. That's so important to, you know, get over that grief. Yeah. And losing not just in like when you say about losing people to like a loss, but like just relationally. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from is the relationships. Totally that you build and you think, man, we're like this. Mm-hmm. And it was proximity. Yeah. And you were so convinced it wasn't. And then the proximity's gone. You're no working or going there or in the small group with them. And it's like, yo, did you even care at all? Yeah. And then it makes you go, I don't know if I want to trust anybody. Cause I, they know the deepest, darkest, ugliest parts of me. And, and then when I didn't do the thing they thought I should do, they don't even talk anymore. Yeah. Like, yo, I don't know if I'll want that again. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. It really is. Mm. Now, dealing with the other side of grief, I feel like sometimes grief can bring redemption in some like ways. Mm-hmm. Sure. I remember specifically at my grandfather's funeral. Yeah. Um, him and I weren't super close, but some of my siblings were a lot closer to him than I was. And there was this moment where the guy who was doing the service just like felt the tug that was just like somebody here needs Jesus. Wow. And like three people gave their life to Jesus at my grandfather's funeral, which I thought was 
some people were like, this is not the time or the place, but it's just like, you know, sometimes those are just the moments that God has ordained for them to like, you know, come to them. Have you ever seen specific like stories of maybe where grief has brought a little bit of redemption or there was some sort of like turning point? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it happen a lot. I have seen people make decisions to surrender the life to Christ at funerals. I've seen uh, someone getting sick, mm-hmm. someone dying, where family had been estranged for so long, yeah. and it it, it kind of forced them to have to work through something together again, and opened a door for a lot of healing to take place that they probably would have never walked through without the grief. Right. And it's not that you're like, oh, I, you know, I want it to happen again. No, absolutely. Uh, but like, God has a way of using those things again, not to be cliche. That's like, man, that hurt. The enemy used that, but man, God is greater and he can use it too. Yeah. Right? Like one of the uh, things that Paul says in Philippians when he talks about his pain, his struggle, and I don't know if it would be grief, but just the the, the trial, the prison imprisonment he experienced was he kind of gets to this place where he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Like, and it had to happen because without it, I don't know where I would be. So, it, and even in my story, right? Like, uh, it, and I say my story, it, when I experienced all of that, I, I wish my brother was still alive and I hate it. And I hate, I hate the thought of anyone losing someone close to him. But what that ended up doing and, and how that played a part in my story, my sibling story, my parents' story, what it did for their marriage, what it like, it's just like it, it God can really redeem it yeah. and can bring you closer in a lot of ways if you'll allow him yeah. and not be closed off and not just put up a wall and not be calloused and just go, man, I'm I'm open to how you want to use this. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't want this again. But man, this is I'm dealing with this and I yeah. I'll, will you just somehow use it? And so one of the things I started doing when I was praying specifically when I was grieving I think there's a shift that can happen in your heart when you move from God get me out of this situation to God use this situation. Yeah. When you just stop to the point where you're like, I just wish I could get away yeah, and rather being like, okay, God, I can't fix this. So will you somehow use this? It's good. Yeah. You know, and, and you just go, this is out of my control. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something to consider maybe if you are dealing with grief, right? Is that so much of what we go through is out of our control, but then we try to get it into our control and we self-destruct and yep. it's like. Hey, this isn't something for you to carry. Yeah. I mean, I've grieved, man, as a pastor, I've grieved on behalf of other people. And that was something I've had to learn. Yeah. Like tough. Yeah. And over the last couple of years, knowing what people have walked through, right? Like I carried this like burden for them, which is healthy, but then man, I'm losing sleep. I'm getting, you know, and it's like, oh, wait a second, because I'm such a fixer. And somebody brings a problem, I'm like, well, let's fix it. And then yeah. it's like, but I can't. And now I'm sitting with it. And yeah. so and so you just kind of carry. I think there's a lot of people carrying the grief of somebody else that it's not yours to carry. Yeah. And somebody needs to hear that. So, so true. That wasn't in the, the plan today. Yeah, totally. <laughs> None of this is in the plan today, but yeah. I don't know. When we were just talking about uh, like grief and redemption, um, I was thinking about this uh, Christian artist, Ann Wilson. I don't know if you know her story. I don't. But she sang publicly at her brother's funeral for the first time. Like that was the first time she ever sang in front of people. Yeah. And now she is like taking over Christian music, like Less leading cool. people to Jesus through her music. And she's like, God took my brother Jacob yep. and 
showed me redemption through losing him. And she's just like, I don't know how I got. Yeah, I don't know how I got through it, but like she's nominated for Grammys. She's like playing the Opry. She's like doing all these like cool things. And she's just like all from a tragic moment in my life that God used for good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, I have awesome. chill bumps, like, That's forget dope. about it, but it's just, yeah. when you really do try to look for those moments of, like, yep. what is this for? Yep. What good are you going to bring yep. out of this? Yep. I think it kind of really does change your perspective. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you got to suppress it and just, like, not right. deal with the pain, but it's just going, okay, there's there's some beauty in here somewhere that God's trying to do, so I'm just going to keep my eyes open and, yeah. and ask him to do whatever that may look like. 100%. You know, so. If someone is dealing with grief right now, as we kind of, like, wrap up today... Maybe they need a little bit of encouragement. Maybe they don't have that person like we talked about earlier today. Um, something that you would say to somebody who's dealing with that grief right now and a step that they could take today yeah, to yeah. kind of like get through it. Yeah. Um, i tell you that you're not alone. Because um, I feel like that that's one of the things that the enemy uses the most is just making you feel... Like there's no one else that can understand you. Just isolated in darkness. And so what I would tell you is you're not alone. And uh, just because you don't have a relationship, you don't have to grieve the fact that you don't have a relationship. Um, there are people who will love you, will help you, want to help you. And as hard as it may be sometimes, you may have to take that step towards healing. Yeah. It reminds me of this story in, in um John chapter five, where Jesus goes to this, this man who has been paralyzed for 38 years. And there's almost some grief happening in that story because they're going to this pool. And what they believed at that time was that whoever got into the pool first, an angel from heaven would come down and stir the pool. Whoever got in first would get healed. So there's this man that would never get down. And, and Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to get well? You would think, well, duh, I want to get well. Yeah. Of course I want to get well. But I think sometimes we can be grieving and be hurting and be in pain. And we would you would think, well, of course you don't want to feel that, but we learn to live with it and it can almost become your identity in that. And so what I would say is like a part of getting well um, is to understand in that story specifically is that uh, what what the man really needed, what Jesus did is like, hey, if you can't get down to the water, then... The, the living water is going to come to you. Yeah. God's going to come to you. So here's what I would tell you if you're dealing with grief. Um, God is trying to get your attention right now. And maybe you haven't gotten to him yet, but he's getting to you now. And so now i got to then take the step to go, do I want to get well? Yeah. So what I would tell you is like, okay, so then maybe let's just take a step today, whatever it may look like. Maybe it's to pray for the first time. Maybe it's to just go to, to go counseling cults consultation maybe it's to text a friend and go hey can i can i chat with you i'm talking about something maybe it's just taking that step with the most trusted person in your world maybe it's tuning in to an online church service and just having god's word spoke over your life maybe it's cutting on worship music and and singing truth there's something that sets your soul free uh when you worship in fact if you lift your hands up in the air it says that there's things that are released in you that literally releases things in your mind um, that just, and so I think there's some things you can, you, a step you can take. And that's what I would encourage you is that like, you may not be where you want to be in life right now. You may not love this pain, 
but God loves you too much to leave you there. And so he, he's already done his part, whether you know it or not, when he went and he died for you. But he, now he's still showing up. It's not just, I did that, I proved it, I'm good. No, no, yeah. no. Yep. And he's showing up now yeah. through a podcast from somebody you barely know. Yeah. And he's showing up now when that friend invites you to church. And, and you got to go, okay, God, is this you? Yeah. And if it, if it aligns with what he says and this, it aligns with how he moves and who he uses— Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, yeah, I wanna get well, I'm gonna take that step. Yeah, come on. Yeah. That's good. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Listen, if you are watching this today and maybe you felt like you were being spoken to or you have something that you're going through, we'd love to be a resource for you. If we can pray for you, if we can walk through this journey with you, we'd love to be there for you. You can email us at stories at renovation.church. And then also, too, if you were just spoken to today through this episode, we'd love to know how God touched your life today. Stories at renovation.church.